Welcome to the Media Casters with your business besties, Karina Belizzi and Julie Loken. In every episode, you'll get behind the scenes access to experts who share their struggles and successes in podcasting, publishing, and presenting. So grab a pen, grab your bestie, and kick it with Karina and Jules. Hey, Media Casters, this is Jules, and I have a special little treat for you. I really want to emphasize the power of guesting on other people's podcasts. Guesting on other people's podcasts can give you the visibility that you need to build your brand, grow your brand, and really direct your message to different audiences. What can be more powerful? I was so lucky to have my business bestie, Karina Belizzi be a guest on my podcast, Obsessed. We talked about curiosity and we talked about her story into understanding the power of being curious and asking questions. So I don't want you to forget the moral of this story. The moral of the story is make sure you are networking, make sure you connect with other people so you can use your voice in different forums. There are many different ways to get pitched on different podcasts. Check out Media Casters. Check out our site with resources and networking and so many tools to help grow your brand and voice. Check it out, themediacasters.mn.co. Until then, let's kick it. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Know-It-All. This is Jules. Welcome to Obsessed. We are talking curiosity. Curiosity, the power of curiosity and how it really can define who you are as a leader of your own life. We have Karina Belizzi here. Karina Belizzi is perhaps the most curious person we know. She's asking questions, she's listening, and she is leading her life like the boss she is. Curiosity leads to such great things. When we think we know it all, we use an armor, an armor that is diminishing, an armor that diminishes our truest potential. Guys, this is a good one. We are talking mamahood. We've got some surprises and we are talking about the power of curiosity. Get obsessed and don't forget to rate, subscribe and review. Be curious about our podcast. Check out all the amazing episodes we have out there for you. Send us some love. Send us your questions and comments. DM us at crown underscore compass girls. We are the obsessed girls. Get obsessed with your life. Obsessors, did you know curiosity killed the cat? I don't even know really what that means, but if anyone knows, it's our guest today. One of our favorite guests of all time, Karina Belizzi. She's become such a valued friend of obsessed and we have her here again. She's probably the most curious person I've ever met in my life. And she takes it to the 10th degree, <laughs> right, Tia? Yes, she does. We're laughing. <laughs> well, the way you describe it, curious could mean like curious isn't weird, which I'm also okay with. <laughs> and you are a curiosity. Yes, I would say that too. They're all compliments though. And Tia, you remember the first time we interviewed Karina, we're, we were kind of intimidated by her because she was using language that we really didn't even understand. <laughs> and now she's become one of our good friends. She absolutely has. And, you know, there are so many people, there's 
and we're talking curiosity today in terms of our favorite book, Atlas of the Heart with Renee Brown. And, you know, curiosity killed the cat, but also how about those know-it-alls? So when we meet those know-it-alls that think they know everything, they have to be the boss of everything, that's off-putting as well, right? And curiosity really lends itself to being a daring leader, a daring leader. I feel that when we think we know everything and we don't have to be curious about the world around us, we're wearing an armor to protect ourselves from not only vulnerability, but also living a full life. Okay, what the I, heck? I got the two biggest talkers in the world and it like went <laughs> silent. Well, I think curiosity is a little different personally, but it's it's like, I think it touches on the same things that you were talking about. Like if you don't remain curious, you're essentially closing yourself off. And so what I like about the concept of curiosity as a whole is that it invites you to open your mind to new possibilities. And the thing that I think that we suffer from as we get older and as we get more set in our ways is that we stop being quite so curious. We start to assume that we know. And when we assume that we know, we both don't learn and we don't grow. And so the way I see it is that curiosity is basically at the root of all things that can help you achieve more. Oh, I love that. At the root of all things that help you achieve more. I think that you are right. The older we get, the kind of less curious we can become if we're not aware of it. And I think that it can kind of go back to our how we're grown up too, right? We can be conditioned out of our curiosity. And what recommendations would you give to people to help them not condition that out of their children? Because I think that's where it starts is in childhood when we stop being so curious. Well, I mean, some of that's for our safety, right? Like, don't go sticking your finger in this hole in the wall or you might zap yourself. And, and you know, there's, as I say to my four-year-old, then there will be no more Roland. <laughs> it's like, just make it absolutely clear to him that, you know, hey, you know, if you do some of these things, if you're intensely curious and you push the envelope on everything, it could be bad for you. It's like anti-survival in some stretches. So... There's a reason that we learn to be less curious about specific things that are really closely just connected to our safety and our survival. But at the same time, there have been all sorts of studies that show that a child at the year at the age of four is more entrepreneurial than an adult at, in any way. And so I found myself thinking about, as I prepared for this podcast today, an interview I did with Scott Fulbright, who Tia, you met, but I, I interviewed him on my podcast, Care More, Be Better, last spring. So spring 2021. And he basically came up with the concept of his entire company because he got curious about where the ink came from on the cards that were in the greeting card aisle and suddenly started to think about how it could be done differently. And instead of using petrochemicals, you could use something else. And so I find myself reflecting on that moment in our conversation and then also on something that my husband often says to me when he says, I'm not childish, I'm childlike. And I think that if we can actually get ourselves to think a little bit more like a child or reflect on the moments in our lives when we approach things with this kind of innate curiosity, that we can both gain a greater understanding of who we are and what we want but also what could be. 
And I think just getting to the spot where we think about what could be in this aspirational sense, I think that comes from curiosity. And I, I, I believe it comes from curiosity every single time. I mean, that's absolutely right. I love the thought of learning and growing and the juxtaposition of curiosity. We become so regimented as humans and obsessors. I want you to think about this. What have you been curious about today? What have you been curious about? Have you thought about something besides making the breakfast, putting on your clothes, going to work, and then coming home from work? And what TV show are you going to watch? Where does the beauty lie? Where does the beauty lie? It lies in those moments where you think, oh, where? I wonder why there's all these ants in my house. Where are they coming from? But seriously, like, you know, doing things a little bit differently. And that's what we try to teach on Obsessed. Think a little bit differently about your life. What is something you lately have been curious about? Because I do know that we think we are armed with this knowledge that we know everything, that we are so smart, that we have advanced degrees, certifications, that we are ruling the world. But that's just a real armor that cuts us off from being truly brave. And I always like to learn more, read books, listen to books, do other things. What are you doing differently today to kind of take you on the path that you're meant to be? What's the last thing I'm going to ask both of you, Tia and Karina, what's, what are the last things you've been curious about? What are you curious about, Tia? I'm just curious. I'm curious what you're curious about. I feel like all my curiosity lately has been wrapped around like the development and growth of babies inside the womb. What birth. size is the baby now? Like a walnut size? Avocado. <gasps> it's already an avocado? <laughs> Another like app said dill pickle. <laughs> that's a weird shape baby so pickle. when we found out the sex of our baby it was the shape or size of a dill pickle and really? so we were actually went to eric's deli and eric's deli has like this pickle on the wall it says respect the pickle and we just found out it was going to be a boy <laughs> so oh i posted God. that as like the image like our boy is the size of a pickle, <laughs> pickle. <laughs> respect the pickle Anyway, I love funny. that. That's clever. That's yeah, clever. well, sometimes you just have to make fun of it. I had been a little disappointed because I wanted to have a girl, and apparently my body only wants to make boys. So. Me too, me too. <laughs> Tia, what about you? What does your body like to make? So far, boy. Yay. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Can you, feel boys. Kick yet? Can you feel him kick yet? Not yet. I swear I did though, but not consistently yet. It feels like a little butterfly. That's all I yeah. can explain as like a flutter. That's, how I, that's what I felt like, not too long ago. And yeah, I was that like, was not how I felt it. I felt it like snakes in my belly. Snakes? Oh wow. You have, you have snakes and we have butterflies. Yeah, it came very suddenly. And so Benedict just was suddenly moving around a whole heck of a lot. And the closest thing I could think of was like, yeah, like a bowl of snakes, like rushing around one another. And so of it was not the same think. experience with my second child. My second child was more like the butterflies and things like that. But Aww. I think Benedict was just like, I'm here <laughs> <laughs> spinning around. See me, see me, listen to me. That's fine. Right. Have you ever read the book? Do you know what to expect when you're, is that still popular these days? I've, I've listened to it. Let's see, it's in the audio expecting. book now. Yeah. Well, I would check that all the time. I'd be like, what, is, what am I supposed to look like? Like, is this normal? Is this normal? You mm -hmm. know, it was like the book for like baby birthing. <laughs> I felt like. Yeah. I mean, I still had it and I only gave birth 
last time, what, four years ago. So they've updated it's still out it. there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's still popular. I have the app now that goes with it. And oh, they have an app. Mm -hmm. I don't think that apps when I had babies. And I'm um, also I reading like a library. book, Mama Natural. I really like that book too because it goes into preparing for a natural birth and natural pregnancy and how to stay healthy in a natural way. So don't be curious about natural birth. This is my only recommendation. I, <laughs> and, I know you've given an it. epidural <laughs> is a birthing woman's best friend. That's all I'm going to say. And I've had natural childbirth. I've had seats like every kind. That's, I don't know. Karina probably gave birth like walking in the redwoods. <laughs> no, no. I think uh, childbirth is the great equalizer of all women everywhere mm -hmm. uh, because mm -hmm. we suddenly are connected to our bodies in a way that we never expected and could not have prepared for. Yeah. And so it's just uh, a moment that's different for every person and every birth has its own unique story. I was both terrified <laughs> and intrigued, but you know. That's how like, I feel about birth in general, like terrified, yeah. but also like very intrigued and I want to learn as much as I can. Well, I think it's good if you can actually be present for a birth before you birth. And I think yeah. that's something that we've become less less likely to do in this mm -hmm. modern age. I happen to have been present for my little sister's birth before I ever gave birth because she walked like, down that road first. You mean her yeah. giving birth or seeing your sister being born? Oh, no. Her giving birth to oh. my first niece. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just – it's a great thing to remain curious about. I'm still curious about childbirth. I'm very curious about it. Yeah. Well, you're not going to be curious for too long come August when that little mm -hmm. bundle of joy is in your hands. And quite honestly, women have been doing it forever, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, are you going to have a doula? I want to. I want to go through a birthing center, I think, as well. And a bath cell? Maybe. <laughs> we'll see what they allow. I mean, some some municipalities have different rules. It's, it's kind of crazy, but, you right. know. I'm sure you'll find the right path forward for you. I think as with all things, and I'll come back to curiosity on this, I think it's important that you remain open because mm -hmm. sometimes unexpected things happen in childbirth and you might need help that is outside of the pathway that you've defined for yourself. Open and plan. flexible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. I, I mean, I just think, again, it's like one of the most beautiful moments of life, but also one in which you have to be ready for just about anything. Right. It is beautiful. It is the best feeling in the world. And you see these women who have become addicted to having babies and they're having babies like every year, having baby after baby. There's something <laughs> addicting, but then they grow up and then it's like living in a frat house. You know, nobody <laughs> listens to you and it's no, you know, oh, sorry, I'm regressing. This is about curiosity and Karina, Karina Bulizzi. So Tia is clearly curious about what giving birth is going to be like. How about Karina? What, what drives you to be curious? I think lately the thing I'm most curious about is conflict. Hmm. And the hmm. reason I'm curious about this is manifold, but like I've been kind of deep in this whole perspective that we have way more in common than we have different, even with people that are on opposing sides of an argument. And so I'm, I'm leaning into curiosity specifically because I think it can help to resolve conflict. And so if, for instance, 
I could take a page from the book of some fellow researchers that I used to travel the country with and do educational tours about supplements on. Sometimes we come across somebody who had a very almost religious perspective about health and nutrition in their in their own way. And so <laughs> Michael Mooney, who's since passed, would just get curious every single time. He'd say, oh, well, that's really interesting. So can you tell me more about that? And why do you believe that? And what's behind that? And okay, well, let's just have a conversation about it. And then before you know, we had left the space, even though that person had a diametrically opposed viewpoint to his own, he would be presenting the science in such a way where it was just conversational and curious, driven by curiosity. And that individual, whether or not they came full circle to fully believe what he believed, at least was able to share their perspective and together they were able to come to some sort of resolution, whether or not that meant that they ever completely agreed, they were actually connecting as humans. And I feel like if we can all kind of lean into that kind of discovery and curiosity, that we can heal wounds, that we can bridge gaps, that we can support one another, and that we can all really just grow as we acknowledge that we're connected, as we acknowledge that we share the same air and we eat the same food and we're all on this same crazy planet racing through space. And it's not like any of us is going to escape it alive. So, you know, there's nothing sure but death and taxes. So even though we know that, if we can stay curious along the journey, I think we'll all enjoy life a little more. I think that's great. And I like that because when you come to especially a conflict or something, a disagreement with curiosity, it really puts that judgment to the side, right? You're not sitting there judging one another. You're genuinely curious about why do you think this? Why do you believe this? And you get to know that person on another level that judgment can never get you on. And I think that's great to bring that to conflict and help people realize how much we do have in common because at the end of the day, we all are on the same planet and we do have the same like you said, the same certainty of really only death, but we all have different stories and learning those stories can bring us so far. I believe she said death and taxes because and taxes. taxes. I kind of have been doing my taxes. It taxes, is tax season. Yeah, taxes are on my so. mind. But no, I mean, we all, when we think about it, like we all are here on this earth. We're all going to experience the exact same emotions, the, you know, very similar things. Maybe there's different vantage points, but we're all going through the same thing. And when we don't show curiosity, there is no empathy. There is no empathy. And when we are able to see it from a different perspective and to ask those questions, that's amazing. Just think what could happen with the Ukraine and Russia right now. If someone was curious to learn about the other person's or country's circumstance and really listen. And that's really, again, the making of great leaders. It's when we choose to be curious, we choose to be great because we are bringing vulnerability into our lives about not knowing. And then not knowing is, is what scare is scary. And that scares a lot of people when you don't know the answer to something. Right. Well, if you think about a time of war, the reality is borders are a construct almost of our imaginations, right? People travel across borders. It's brother against brother, family against family. And that part like really drives home how mm -hmm. we are the same. And if we can acknowledge that, then maybe we can get to a more peaceful resolution more frequently. So 
I mean, perhaps that's also why I use the word conflict with curiosity, because it's, I think, on all of our minds now when we hear about atrocities around the world that we can't individually affect the way we might hope to. But again, if we lean into curiosity and if we as a collective, if everyone could, Mm -hmm. then, you know, what might we resolve? What might we be able to change? How might we be able to grow? How, what more might we learn about ourselves and our own motivations and the sorts of things that drive our fellow humans? I love that. And I consider knowing or the act of knowing the opposite of curiosity in a way. And I love what Brene Brown says. She says, the act of knowing is an act of defensiveness. It's posturing and a huge driver of bullshit. And isn't that true? Every person that, and I can think of a couple of people right now, not present company excluded, present company <laughs> excluded that, that are know-it-alls or think that they know everything or everything's right. Or when they don't listen, they don't ask those questions and they're just driving bullshit, like down the pipeline all the time. I mean, I don't know, but the reality is there are a lot of them out there. And one of the things I love, I love when somebody tells me they don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, when somebody says like, who I, who I might even expect to be an expert and they say, you know what? I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to look into it for you. And then they follow up. Like I'm impressed. Okay, great. They heard me. They didn't just bullshit me and say, oh, I know the answer to that and create some mm-hmm. false assumptive statement that later I found out wasn't true. And then I feel deceived and then I don't trust them and, and, and instead it's like, oh, respect. Great. Yeah, you can't know everything and neither can I. And so I think when we acknowledge that, when we say, you know, even though I'm an expert in XYZ, I don't have all the answers because the reality is none of us do. None of us knows everything. That's right. And things change over time, right? We evolve, our perspectives evolve. And if we remain curious and open, that just leaves room for us to connect with more people and allow that curiosity to continue to grow because there is no end point to curiosity, right? We don't just all of a sudden wake up one day and be like, well, I know everything now, so I can just check curiosity <laughs> off my list. I had one baby. <laughs> I know how to give birth. And then the second one comes oh and you're God. like, holy crap, Kyle, this isn't the same. No. I mean, and just think about it. It's like, I, um, I know a lot about social media. I will never, ever, ever call myself an expert in it. But even just this afternoon, we're talking to some people about, you know, social media. And I'm like, I still don't have a TikTok. I haven't caved to that. I'm like, gosh, darn it. I I think I'm going to have to go get a freaking TikTok because I'm curious and I don't know (laughs) really anything about it except for what gets reposted as reels on Instagram. Yeah. She'll have a TikTok by tonight, obsessors. By the time this (laughs) posts this episode, she'll be have like 50 million followers. Wait, let me just take a video of you right now and then I'll post that. <laughs> well, the best I'm way to kidding. get curious is taking that action, right? The mm-hmm. best way to actually learn about it is jumping in and just doing it, downloading TikTok and making your first, what is it, video? <laughs> this might be it. Say hello. Say hello to TikTok. <laughs> What's up, TikTok? Of course, What's they up? can't hear you because you're on my headphones. So oh, that'll be yeah, really yeah. funny. <laughs> I'll send you over the audio file ASAP. But I love that it's remaining curious and, you know, being uncurious and just standing still in your, the knowledge that you have right now, what bullshit are you driving? Let me ask you that question. And 
as I read that quote from Brene Brown, I was like, oh, poor Tia, I'm telling her how the only way to give birth is epidural and that very well could be driving <laughs> the bullshit, you know, like that's how, and that's just an example, but that's what happens when you remain curious, you, you really lessen the probability of conflict and what a leader you will be when you do remain curious and you're always searching and listening and understanding the different voices and ideas out there. Right. 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 Everybody. And I mean, well, we were so curious and wanted to talk to Karina. We forgot to ask her the age-old question. What are you obsessed with? Besides us. <laughs> it's like she she hasn't thought about the answer. She's been on the podcast before. But I, I told you before what I was obsessed with. And, and I think it changes on the daily. That's another example. I actually managed a social media team and corrected some of their grammar at one point because I didn't understand on the daily as vernacular. <laughs> this is a few years ago. And yeah. and so I guess um, if I'm obsessed with anything, I think it is. Podcasting? I, I don't want to say it. Deodorant? At one time you were obsessed with finding like deodorant that, what was it? Like eco-friendly no stone. plastics aluminum so, free shampoo? slash 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 or yeah. shampoo deodorant hunts are, are hard <laughs> it's really hard it's, it's a hard challenging to be season because you try them all too if you finally find something to try and you're like gotta see if it works and the only way to check it is testing it <laughs> yeah mm. so i i think you know this jules but i'm obsessed with podcasting, I think probably more than anything else right now. I spend a lot of time thinking about how I can improve my audio and help people get their messages into the world. But on a personal level, I'm I'm deeply obsessed with curiosity. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's likely to change anytime soon. I'm raising young boys. They're four and seven. And part of what helps me cope with their tantrums is getting curious. And staying in that space and being like, oh, that's interesting. Why is my four-year-old climbing the walls right now? Can I get yeah, right? inside of his head? Because he has nothing else to do. Well, I mean, we, we joke that he's Roland the Destroyer because he likes to break things. And he seems to like to test the bounds of gravity a lot. So that can be somewhat hard to be around, especially if there are any glass or ceramic objects around. Mm. So... That being said, if I stay curious about what's driving him, then I'm not the yelly mom. I'm the mom who's talking to him about his emotional or mental journey. I'm trying to step into that and just, you know, embrace my inner child if I can just a little bit every day. And I think that will help me in a variety of ways. And that's part of why I was so excited to come on here and talk to you guys about curiosity because I didn't think to ask to come on and talk about this, but Jules seemed to read my mind from somewhere else. I love that curiosity is kind of expanding your patience at the same time. You know, I'm not perfect. I don't think any mother really is, but like there are moments when I snap and just as I think anybody does when they just feel pushed to a limit by whatever is thrown at you, but um, I'm doing my best. And that's, I think what all of us can strive for is like, what can my best be? And I I do think curiosity helps me to get there more frequently than not. I have never snapped at my child, any of them. So I don't know what you're talking about. Just kidding, obsessors. Every time I'm on the phone with one of these girls, I'm like, have to put them on mute or I was on Clubhouse the other day and 
I was not on mute and I was like yelling at my kids. I'm like, the veil has been lifted. The veil has been lifted. But I love this. Ones. And it's such an interesting tie that I didn't even think about. And this is what I love about these conversations about being a mother and understanding the curiosities of our children or being curious when you're a mother to be, but it's always asking questions. It's never just resting on your laurels because this is what makes life so awe inspiring is having that sense of curiosity. So obsessors, I wanna thank you. I wanna thank our girl, our favorite girl from the block, Karina Belizzi from the block. We <laughs> love her. Make sure you follow Karina, all the information about what Karina is doing. She is the do-goodest gooder you'd ever want to meet. She's got podcasts galore because she's obsessed with podcasting. She happens to have a really great company called The Media Casters, but wink, wink. You know, <laughs> ask us about that. But make sure you follow her. And if you are feeling the love today, make sure you tap on those five stars. Subscribe, share this with somebody that you think would be curious about this podcast, Obsessed. And don't forget, get obsessed with your life. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Media Casters. You can keep this conversation going and kick it with Karina and Jules in live office hours each week. Visit themediacasters.mn.co to sign up. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe whenever you listen. Let's kick it.